If the 2020 holiday season feels like it's been a long time coming, make it worth the wait with Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks makes the perfect gift for family and friends or to treat yourself, all shipped directly to your door. They offer everything needed to bring families together for a delicious holiday feast. Their deluxe grillers assortment package features Omaha Steaks butcher's cut filet mignons, perfectly aged, hand-carved, and fork tender. Also included are tons of incredible meats, sides, and infamous Omaha Steaks desserts. Right now, you can get this mouthwatering package, plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer, a gift that's on the list of any serious griller, at an exclusive price only available to my listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code VOICES into the search bar. Get a jump on holiday gift shopping with Omaha Steaks, all backed by their 100% money-back guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com and type VOICES in the search bar to shop gourmet grill packs today. This is a great opportunity to get ahead of holiday gift shopping and have a really great season. That's omahasteaks.com and type voices in the search box. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Welcome to the show. So um, there's, there's several areas where the dangers of the of a post-Trump presidency um tend to be a, you know, rearing their ugly head. And in the case of, you know, what what the insurrectionists and the crowd around, you know, Trump's uh, even even Trump's family is now getting in on the act where, you know, Junior is trying to post macho memes to make his dad look um, tougher than he actually is. And over the course of the last um, two months, the the general fail of the of the Republican Party um, to live up to the standards of its forebears and created a, a you know a, a I guess a functioning political entity um, have have failed miserably. I mean, they they are they are literally grasping at straws for whatever reason. Um, chasing Donald Trump all the way down to Mar-a-Lago, still having events, trying to get him, uh, you know, up and, uh, you know, at, at pushing forward with this force that he was going to be, that he was going to, that he's invigorated. The, the MAGA crowd will be the root of the Republican Party going forward. And at the center of that, the, uh, the, the Tootsie Roll, at the center of that three-lick Tootsie Roll pop that is the Republican Party is, of course, the, uh, the QAnon movement. That in the course of trying to deal with these outliers, you know, it, it, was, it became a, if you can't beat them, join them situation. And um, when it when it comes to, you know, Donald Trump's uh, overall, their entire uh, the, the, the family's way of being the the beliefs of hold on one second. I'm I'm starting our show up so that we can actually uh, have Johnny Million uh, join in with us today and we can actually go live um, on the on the live stream that um in in an, in a quite frankly vain attempt um, to get Donald Trump to lead the party forward, they have effectively alienated what would I suppose be any version of a functioning party. That there is um, 
that in their hope that he would rebuild the, the thing from scratch, they have uh, decided to bulldoze what was left of the party. And what they are left with, uh, clearly to, you know, to everyone who pays attention, is the awful remnants of the Tea Party, the MAGA movement, and whatever random Trump sycophants that would you know, paint their car with a visage of his face and uh, and with some hope that he would smile upon them as, as some sort of, uh, you know, savior in reality. And in terms of the, uh, it, you know, my belief about these, I, I have said many times that I think the Republican Party gave up on governing long ago when it when it tipped its hat to libertarianism, which is not an actually it's not a functional governing system or philosophy. It has as little to do with governing as a cookbook. They are they are unrelated topics that for some reason people have come to believe would would at some point magically generate a, a way of actually governing a country. By the way, in in the face of monarchies, the, uh, theocracies, and dictatorships the world over, that that you know the 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 Grover Nordquists of the world were comfortable with a government we could drown in a bathtub, and they, they could just live with that. They're just they're just fine with that concept. Um, and overall. And welcome to the show, by the way, anybody who's joining us on the, the live stream. I just got that kind of up and running. We were having a bit of a technical difficulty. Johnny will be joining us in just a moment. Um, this, that's, this, that's the sound of me talking and vamping at the same time. I love running my own tech stuff behind the scenes. It's always a joy. So hi, everybody, as we settle into that. And, um, and like I said, Johnny Million will be joining us in just a moment. But over the course of... The last year, we've seen not only the rise of the, the you know, the anti-vaxxer crowd, we've seen a rise of, you know, the remnant Tea Partiers, you know, although the idea that the budget means anything is obviously was thrown out the window with Trump's $2.6 trillion military budget during peacetime. You know, it's it's quite obvious to anyone that, you know, any any remnants of fiscal conservatism are a joke that they never really meant it, but now they've just given up on the entire charade. And uh, and as we look at the the party going forward and what it means to have a you know a legit discussion between people with genuine conservative values and people with genuine liberal values and genuine progressive values, and I suppose what's the what's the equivalent of the right wing genuine. Uh, white supremacist uh, psychosis. I, d- I don't know where, where, where the root of that lands. Um, but I think few things boil the what's left of the Republican Party down to the reality that they find themselves in better than a Daily Beast article that just came out about a... Um, an indictment that was, uh, I guess, unshielded. Uh, they just released it. Um, that a QAnon supporter crashed into an army reserve base 
and threatened to unleash a, quote, crazy, stupid plan where whereupon he rolled up on it. You know, he had he had weapons at home. We'll get to how they know that in a moment. And uh, we'll actually we'll take a break. But all you need to know is that this fella with cues painted all over his car and, a, and an absolute fealty to Donald Trump, who um, whose latest act in his I mean, his first official act in his post presidency after setting up the office of the former president and not calling it former uh, is giving all the staff at at Mar-a-Lago covid. That seems to be that's that's his first big move after they have news reports are now that they're having to partially shut down uh, the services at Mar-a-Lago because the staff has many of the staff have contracted covid. They have a covid outbreak there. It should be no surprise that Mar-a-Lago is effectively the the super spreader, you know, golf club uh, of of the nation. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, um, I'll, I'll hopefully solve the tech issue that I'm dealing with. And I want to dive into this story because it's indicative of what's left of the Republican Party. You want to wonder who Ted Cruz is posturing for, who Josh Hawley is posturing for, who in the world are they trying to convince with their argument? It's a guy who rolled up at a military base in Wisconsin with a paintball gun and f- fired it at, well, wait till you hear what he said after his his gun jammed. We'll be back. Now let's get back with HealthSparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So there's this fellow named Ian Allen Olson. Johnny, welcome to the show. How are you? Good to see you. Hi, everybody to the HealthSparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. We're now kind of up and running. I'm I'm in Kentucky visiting family, and my I'm literally experiencing the first shoots of spring in terms Woo-hoo. of getting out of COVID. In that my uh, my my son is finally getting to see his grandparents in the for the first time in a year. It's, I mean, it's, ex- it's extraordinary, and almost to the day when we had the lockdown too. So, um, and how is everybody? Um, they're doing great. You know what I mean? It's the same. It's always the conversation uh, when it comes to. Uh, you know, grandparents at this point, it's uh, half of its medical procedures and the others what's for dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's how it goes in that kind of age range, which is completely respectable. I you know, it's a it's what I, it's what I'm, I would talk about. too. I, f- I feel distressingly close to that age range. <laughs> right. So um, this is the um, this is the Daily Beast article on it. The QAnon supporter crashed Army Reserve base after threatening to unleash, quote, crazy, stupid plan. Um, hmm. This guy, uh, uh, an AR-15 owning QAnon acolyte caught with armor-piercing bullets, drove from Wisconsin to Washington, D.C., um, and he yeah, said... Yeah, Wisconsin. This is a heck of an opening sentence. Yeah. Um, and he said, uh, in terms of that, and by the way, you're uh, watching, yeah, this guy saying he was going to, driving onto the base, Olsen got out of the vehicle. By the way, this is after, he went to, he was there for the 6th. He was, you know, he was a participant. Of course. Came back to Wisconsin, figured it just really hadn't done its job, and therefore decided that um, he was going to, you know, if, trust the plan to the next level. So this guy mm-hmm. driving onto the base, and Olsen, uh, base Olson got out of the vehicle, shouted, "This is for America!" There and you then go. Fired That a boy. Uh, yeah. 
and then fired an AR-15 style paintball gun. Uh huh. You heard oh. that right? Yeah. Oh at, no. At two uniformed reservists standing about 15 yards away. This part is he I, dead now? No. Reported Justin Rorick. Uh, after allegedly shooting two to three rounds at the soldiers, I mean, this is this is classic Q crowd. Uh, Olson's paintball gun apparently jammed. I mean, we, this is why we can't have nice things. Um, and you and know, that, if this guy were a person of color, he would be so dead, dead. dead. Oh yeah, he would have been. Yeah, he'd been perforated. Uh, um, at that point, the reservists, one of whom was described as law enforcement officer in civilian life, tackled Olson and held him for police. Not, by the way, um, he fi- the three rounds fell short of hitting people fifty feet away. <laughs> so this this moron. Uh, peppers the ground with three he gets three paintball shots out before it jams that's what you never go for the fancy one when you're playing paintball go for the tried and true you do not mess around with stuff that's supposed to look like real ones because it'll never work and you'll always be you know anyways so uh you you play drove from wisconsin for that yeah and with i mean and the and the law enforcement with biden's gas prices (laughs) yeah i know Crazy, right? According to prosecutors, his car was searched, revealing, quote, a gas mask, throwing knives, of course, because he probably thinks he's a ninja. That fun, that part's throwing fun. Knives. A police, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A police scanner, two-way radios, a taser, and a military-style ballistic vest uh, plates, which, by the way, he was saying he was only going to put a plate in the back because he didn't want the bullets to go through him and hit civilians, but he wasn't afraid to die. This is what he was saying. He was willing to... Um, Not afraid for him to but, die either. But this is the important part, and this is the part that reaches into the Trump world and the Rudy Giuliani world and all this BS we've, hear, we've been hearing over the last year for the, of this dude, was that per the... Um, Report uh, just weeks before Olson drove to Washington D.C. and proclaimed to Capitol police officers that he would quote test the National Guard tomorrow to see if they were loyal to the people or to the president. And this is remember Biden's already president at this point. He's you know he's not, and it's interesting that this guy is saying the president and doesn't mean Trump because a lot of these people believe that he's still in charge, right? Sure. He's running stuff from Mar-a-Lago. He w- and that he was willing to die to fulfill his mission and his actions, quote, would unite 8 billion people. Eight oh, bi- my. The whole world would unite behind the actions. Earth one and Earth two. Yeah, exactly. In his mind, if he was shot, it would prove the, gr- the guards' loyalty to Biden and if not, their loyalty to the people. So clearly by not murdering him, um, they, you know, they are, you know, they were lo- they were loyal to um, to the people. I suppose to the people. Yeah, yeah. I, think I feel better. They were trusting the plan when they decided not to shoot him to death. You know, for firing three paintball guns. Now, after, by the way, my my favorite part. There's a lot to this, but there's my favorite okay. part of the story overall has to be, and I I don't know. Why this comes out? I mean, a lot's going through your mind when you're doing something that extraordinary. Um, he manages to get three shots off, and he was apparently when he was tackled by the reservists, he was fidgeting with his gun trying to fix it, and he says he he literally was quoted as saying, "You're lucky it jammed." I don't know what. It's a paintball gun. gun. It's a paintball gun. Now, maybe we'll find out later that he injected some of the balls with uh, 
you know, he had pepper balls in there or that he had injected some of them with, you know, with th- things. There's he, nothing worse than pepper balls, by the things way. Things he believed that. Yeah, exactly. It really stings. Yeah. I, I, we went to the same high school. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it like this, this, con, this, this, this guy showing up there firing three paintballs at these guys and effectively trying to commit death by cop in a lot or death by soldier which is really what it sounds like was just to he was going to test them if they kill him dead he would die as a martyr for donald trump and QAnon. and if they didn't it meant that trump was still president and these guys were on the team and this is a total win-win yeah, well, that's 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 what he believed. That's you know, that's what this guy thought. You know, that he was basically trying to call the, I guess, Trump's bluff or God's bluff. I mean, essentially, that's what most uh, you know uh, religious martyrs are doing. Brad in the chat said, "Your dry cleaners are lucky the gun jammed." Yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure why he thought that was a threat, but I mean. Poor guy's clearly a lunatic. The, the pictures yeah. of his car that are in the indictment is just spray. He spray painted a giant Q on the hood and a giant Q on all the doors. It's a four door, you know, because he's a family man. And so yeah. he's got he, it's on all four doors. And then he's got Wiggy Wigga, you know, put on the back. The where we go one, we go all thing across the back. And then um, um, O M. WDC on my way or uh, OMW to DC on my way to DC um, on you know as, as a spray on bumper sticker and um, I got you You're, I I will fix that thank you very much Johnny um, uh, for me you know and and I think for a lot of people that are experiencing um, oh I oh I see what I can do I'll do it in here that's a good um, for uh, you know this guy would just be a run of the mill lunatic you know what i mean this would but this guy the you know the uh the shooter down in georgia um it, they both have a life as lunatics in their own right right in any other universe there there's someone who might show up in our natural abort of things ever sporadically i could be a lunatic anywhere yeah the, but uh Without, I've been thrown out of better places than this. Right. The baseline, and this is you know kind of what we're seeing in a lot of these things, and is that there's a, a sort of workplace slash school shooter version of these guys everywhere, right? The difference is, is that Donald Trump wholesale gave people like this marching orders or the freedom mm-hmm. to believe they have the right to do this that yeah. that that you know through Trump's you know absolute dehumanism dehumanizing of asian people during his presidency um and then this guy you know this belief that these guys were soldiers of Trump and the maga movement and helping Trump fight the giant pedivore cabal that these these are the kind of people who have believed ridiculous conspiracy theories over the years, but have never really, you know, they, they might be your annoying uncle. They might be a little off their rocker. They might one out of a thousand of these people might have once every 10 years um, pulled off something like this. But the increasing number of these, including, you know, from January 6th and going forward and the ongoing threats about it are 
because of Trump's actions and because of the, his support structure, Rudy Giuliani and 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 uh, you know everybody at OAN and Newsmax and and all the religious people that are supporting him are basically giving these guys permission. There is a um, I've I've always said that like allergies are kind of like bad health overflowing. That if your health's in order, you might have allergies, but it won't. The symptoms won't. Uh, get egregious you'll you won't even know you're allergic to something until other stuff stacks on top of it then it's like you know foam on a beer coming over the side right that's the idea that it fills the glass up with toxins so much that finally you see symptoms that happens a lot in in people's health the same thing is true with the toxicity of the trump presidency that it it raised the toxicity of the country so much and 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 around a certain type of person that they all felt free to just foam over the side, that they, that they are finally, you know, being set free in that regard. And that 20 to 30 percent that might have been in the back of their brain, like, I shouldn't try this because I'm going to get shot or go to jail. Um, they effectively believe they've been given permission. And this guy, which, they you know, they just, you know, released the indictment so people could read it is I mean, and it is, dude, it's a. Making a murderer uh, Netflix series waiting to happen. Just like the story of this idiot deciding to fire three paintball shots at two reservists standing outside a National Guard post in Wisconsin. And the ensuing monologue he gave to the cops, it was like the the like. I don't know. It's like the Unabomber's manifesto if it was written in crayon, right? It's it's the you know beyond the idiot version of the you know of, of the Unabomber manifesto. He's just spouting like half truths and chunks of QAnon theory mixed with his own belief because the difference. Kind of like when a troll calls and just keeps interrupting their own ideas. Yeah, we got to take a break. But I but the one the one thing that stuck out about this guy was. We've heard trust the plan from the QAnons all the time, right? Trust the plan, trust the plan. They keep throwing this up or whatever. And then Trump didn't become president, and suddenly they're questioning the plan. Then the next one's good. This guy had, and this is kind of crucial, trust my plan. And that's where it is getting to become homegrown and getting very concerning because lone wolves are often a problem in every country, but in our country as well, and, and to an egregious amount. If a, if a significant number of these people shift from, I'm not taking my cues, I'm tri- the Lord's talking to me personally, mm. that's a very dangerous place to be. We'll be back. It's so handy. Yeah, it's the Health Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Did you know that a large percentage of the face masks sold on the market today are fraudulent? Many of them claim to have levels of filtration they don't meet, or worse, have literally no filtration at all. A very small number of manufacturers have respirator face mask models that are tested in the U.S. by the NPPTL and authorized by the FDA. Buying a mask model that has been FDA authorized is the best way to ensure you and your family are getting true respirator masks. These masks filter to greater than 95% efficiency. And they can be reworn, making them a perfect choice, as wearing masks is one of the key things we can do to keep ourselves and our neighbors safe. Right now, the New Deal Shop. Dot com has FDA-authorized KN95 respirator masks with the anti-fake stickers on every single package. These respirator masks are in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free 
for our listeners by adding the code sexy liberal. You can even get 10% off the clean phone UV sanitizer for just buying these FDA authorized masks. Go to the new deal and now get verified authenticated FDA authorized KN95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's the new deal the new deal code sexy liberal. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Um, and uh, welcome back to the show. 773-763-9278 is our number. Of course, the uh, Biden administration has sent out um, folks, in a, in a, you know, including Jill Biden and others across the country to kind of not just sell the the Recovery Act, which is passed and is going to be crucial to a lot of people, you know, restarting the economy for themselves across the country. Um, but I think a lot of people have been putting the idea on the selling part of it. I've heard that mostly in the news, that they're trying to push the bill or that they're trying to sell the bill to the public or whatever, which is almost like an old form view of looking at what you do after you pass a bill that change. That's not a budgetary bill or in a rescue package, for example, but something that was more socially driven or something along those lines. When in reality... Mm-hmm. It seems more like an instruction manual. It seems like they are touring the country, essentially telling people, look, this is who qualifies. Check and see. This is how you check and see. We're going to give a speech, but after we're done, there are going to be people here that you can talk to that will help you sign up for the loans that you are, you know, that are available to you. If you, you know, and and to, you know, school teachers and the like to make sure that they're getting enough PPE that they can get to the front of this. Um, which is very different from the just kind of like look like a pat yourself on the back tour, right? Um, right. Now, overall, the, we are, like I said, I'm experiencing a bit of green shoots currently while I'm in, you know, here in Kentucky visiting the family for the first time in a year. And it's, it's a fairly lovely thing um, to be able to just kind of have that sense of normalcy again and more and more people are starting to experience that and it's there's a quickening on it that's not just because people can see a light at the end of the tunnel but that there actually is that the case rates and death rates are going down across the country um the everywhere it's kind of like post 9-11 and that right now um, illinois california other states are still in what they call a very high risk but they were an extremely high risk. Now it's the cautiously very high risk because there's a don't know what we don't know part of this, which is we don't know how many if we don't have enough testing in certain places, we can't tell if there's a, you know if there are variants going around and the like. And the places where they are seeing major spikes, it's places like New York City and New Jersey where more international travel is starting up again, and those variants are showing up. And and it's before people have gotten a chance to get vaccinated. Uh, thankfully, right. the the rise in hospitalizations is not matched with an equal rise in deaths. So um, both treatment and the fact that, you know, people, the you know, the, the treatments that they have uh, essentially set up over the last year and started working on do seem to work evenly with the variants, that there's not something egregiously worse um, about these variants. It it is, I mean, there's still a lot of scientific outliers. There's still a lot, you know, that we don't know. And that's where the cautiously optimistic side of me, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, but I'm also, I know that there are the red staters out there 
who just are refusing to continue wearing masks. I was in. So I I'm in Kentucky. We're uh, on a sort of on the road from uh, central and northern Kentucky. Yes. Uh, day before yesterday. And we stop at a Walgreens to, you know, run and get a few things. And I go, I, I'm like, everybody else stays in the car and I just in do Walgreens, the Walgreens, then in Kentucky? Yep. And I, um, hmm. I, I have my mask on and I go inside and, um, and there's, there's like four people there and the people who work behind the cashier, they've all got masks on. And in strides two people that I would have gone to elementary school with effect, effectively, like straight up, you know, Deep trail Same. rednecks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, you know, I, I know these folks. Like, I know I used to play with those kind of kids when I was a kid. You know, I know who this yeah. guy is, and I, and he's got his son in tow, and his, and they're both steel-eyeing everybody. They're not wearing masks. They don't care to. No. Um, and that's why we have a very high instead of a high risk in most of these areas not because the disease is spreading like it was during the genuine very high part um it's because there's a big swath of the populace driven largely again by the trump crowd that simply you know views masks as political won't shield themselves and and what comes out um in the last uh 24 hours um, is that Trump's club, Mar-a-Lago, is partially closed after the staff is infected with COVID. Um, This is from uh, the Washington Post. Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago club in Florida has been partially closed after some of its employees were infected with coronavirus, according to an email sent to club members Friday afternoon. As some of our staff have recently tested positive for COVID-19, we will be temporarily suspending service at the Beach Club and a la carte dining room, club management said, according to an email obtained by the uh, Washington Post. Banquet and event services remain open. Yeah, they do. Now, the a la carte uh, dining room, it's the buffet. It's a buffet. Don't, I mean, what a, like, stop trying to fancy up something that is a mid-level Ramada-style buffet. It's a, and it's not good. It's a lot of, like, you know, uh, cold meats that should be hot and, and hot sauces that should be cold. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot of cold cuts and 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 sweet pickles. You know that have been let to dry over time. It's it, it's everybody sharing the mustard dip as they walk by. Cause why not? Like it's awful. Yeah. And I, you just know it. You can see from the pictures that are there. We've all been to one of those situations. You ever been to one of those situations, Johnny, where you're like, you know, technically, considering where we are, this should be nice. Yes. You know what I mean? This should be of quality. Yeah. But it like why do I feel let down right now? It really is not good. Well, you can tell from all the pictures at Mar-a-Lago and you can tell uh, you know in a lot of ways how uh yes, uh Frank Artile by the way, um somebody in the chat room was saying that. I brought that up. I'm going to discuss that in just a minute. They uh, arrested a um a former a Florida state senator for voting illegally um, in the sweep to, to find voter fraud. Apparently, Republicans are only finding Republicans who've committed voter fraud. It's it's brutal. So um, they're so desperate. They know they're going to lose. Exactly. And again, in Florida, why should we be surprised? Uh, 
Lee Lipton, a member of the club, said he received a phone call Friday saying his dinner reservations were canceled for Friday and Saturday. Dude eats there two times a week in a row. But they said the car show was going on Sunday and the hotel rooms are fine. Mm -hmm. Are they, though? Um, The partial closure of the club was first reported by the AP. Palm Beach County, which includes the club, still requires all guests wear masks, except while, quote, actively consuming food and beverage, which is, I mean, is there a place in that place where you're not doing that? I mean, it's it's isn't it basically a snacking orgy? Isn't that what Mar-a-Lago is? Um, it's it's golf and it's a snack orgy. It's just like oh, just yeah. walking around table to table, stuffing your face with you know, <laughs> with cold cuts and and you know potato salad. Um, two people familiar with the club said Mar-a-Lago waiters wore masks during the events that they had there. Um, but Trump did not when he came. And I, I, I think many people have already seen the, uh, the footage of him coming out to the dog charity. But it turns out that he and Laura Trump um, were funneling money from it into the properties. Basically, that the, that the dog charity they were running, uh, like every other charity they run, is really just an, it's a marketing scheme to bring people to their properties. We're having a fundraiser to raise money for our dog charity at our place. Tickets for it are $1,200, and and then they bill the charity for, uh, you know, $1,150 of that. Yeah. Right. That's that's how it's done. That's what they're talking about over the year. You know, and it's and it's been, it was it was going on. They've been doing that since before Laura ran it. They just put her in charge of it because they knew she could be trusted to keep it quiet. Unfortunately, um, you know, somebody bothered to look at the books. But this is I mean, it's not it's not shocking at all, but it is precisely why it is it is. As people watch the numbers start to go down and certain numbers start to go up, we are seeing an ongoing issue with a, with a sort of a step. We have not the, the cases while they've tapered off from the peak have not tapered off from the norm. They are kind of humming along. And the reason they are is because, as I've said before, the you know, the big cities are getting it under control. And then the red states who have been blowing it off are seeing these waves and ignoring them. And, and of course, Texas is opening up and Florida is opening up and the like um, will continue to make their local cases rise as they go down in other places that where vaccinations are higher and people are taking more precautions or maintaining their precautions during this period. So the ma- the math works out to basically this humping line that just goes on and on and on for the foreseeable future, which since it's really frustrating because. National policy is dictated by national statistics. They're not state to state statistics in a lot of ways. They have to do with, and it's it's sort sort of like a a version of what California goes through. While Los Angeles and San, uh, San Francisco and San Diego may end up getting their cases together, all the you know like Temecula and all the Eastern California and Northeastern California let it run wild and ignore a lot of the stuff. The Devin Nunes districts of of California tend to, as a form of political stance to say we're not going to participate in the mask thing as much as we you know as much as we can get around it we're going to blow it off and you know freedom and screaming freedom into the sky yeah d-u-m-b and that screws with california's numbers so you look at la counties la counties are drifting down over time 
they spike occasionally as people start coming in from the outside again with these uh, in the areas where they've just let it run wild. And the and the whole country. Um, we, we need to take a break. Uh, 773-763-9278 is our number. We'll be back right after this. But the whole country is dealing with the fact that we are all looking at a statistic that's defining when we can reopen, when schools can reopen, when businesses can reopen, when people can go safely back into um, public gatherings that is buoyed by the response, the, the responsibility of the blue states in, and the big cities that are taking every precaution, getting people vaccinated, doing all the right things, and anchored at the very same time, dragged down by the red states that have blown the whole damn thing off. And it's creating this illusion that the country is going to be stuck in COVID longer than it is and explains Fauci's you know answers to, to the panel this week in a lot of ways because from D.C.'s point of view, it's America we're trying to protect, not one particular state over another. Um, we'll be back right after this. Now, um, as we dig into the next few months, um, the uh, last night I was on, on my, you know, I live streamed for a little bit, and we were talking. We we went over um, Tucker Carlson's opening monologue, which. I, I don't know if there's any Tucker fans out there I don't know that, how you do it, man. that can explain to me what the hell that's, you know, that's trying to pass for as far as news goes, because it is I mean, I obviously the, the the tool that's being used there from a propaganda standpoint is is conflation as evidence. You know, and this seems to be a strategy I see on Fox News all the time, which is say something awful. Just mention something awful. A tsunami, Hitler, you know, uh, you know, a volcano erupting, um, uh, you know, the, I don't know, the, the, the third Boston record. I'm kidding. The, you know, the, you, pick something, <laughs> you pick something that's terrible. I like that one. I the know. fourth one's a little rough. That's what it is. I was thinking of the fourth one, actually. But um, the point I'm trying to make is, you, 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 I'm joking, <laughs> relax. The, um, <laughs> you pick something awful. And then what you do is in the same <laughs> paragraph, you mention... <laughs> you mentioned something that you don't like or that you know your viewers are against politically. And simply by mentioning them in the same paragraph, in theory, your audience is supposed to infer without you implying it. It is, you know, you don't, you know, Tucker doesn't imply he allows for the inference thereof. It's the weaponization of confusion is what I would say. Like, how does that work? Why would you do that? How does that work? You know, he presents a false premise that something works that, you know, in a way that it does not work. It doesn't actually function that way. And then he goes, how would that work? As if he's affirming that what he just said is real. It's actually how things function and then acting confused that why would you even do that? You know, he furrows his brow for a living. And so in in watching that, you know, this there is a sort of stream of consciousness gibberish to what he's talking about. It kind of reaches for everything, which over the course of a news show, when you're dealing with multiple topics or a live breaking news thing comes up, that I understand. I get that, right? Because so you get handed a piece of paper, you get some a reporter or a producer in your ear and your IFB telling you, we've got to talk, go to a piece of video. That kind of stuff. That happens all the time in the news. I'm fine with that. But in your opening monologue, you've, you've, 
crafted the show, right? You know what's coming up. You know what you're talking about, right? This is the idea that you're going to, this is what we're discussing tonight. No matter what happens, our primary story for the night, what we're covering, you know, is, is yada, yada. And increasingly, it is simply the reiteration of cancel culture being the root of all evil in this, you know. Um, and by the way, never really bringing up the fact that all shooters are trying to carry out their own form of cancel culture. That the death penalty in and of itself, as our dear friend John Fugel sang brought up recently, is is indicative of cancel culture. That um, that, ban- that bans on travel from majority Muslim countries that we believe are you know are are full of evil people uh, you know according to the Republicans that 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 would be cancel culture you're canceling their flights and in many ways you know for all the thought that they were trying to you know that that the Biden administration by not taking seriously the the babblings of Rudy Giuliani. We're trying to cancel the votes of 74 million Republicans, right? Or, the, or Trump voters. I don't know that they would all qualify as Republicans right now. They're all seeming to turn on the Republican Party. Um, and by the way, I'm for it. I don't I have I have no issue with that whatsoever. But um, th- there seems to be an incredible uh, double standard in terms of cancel culture on the Republican side. They are effectively trying to. You know, is is there a better description for how Mitch McConnell governed the Senate? The House passed a multitude of bills and they were effectively canceled, banned from the floor. Anonymous holds and direct holds by M- Mitch McConnell would effectively, I think, qualify as some form of cancel culture. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, never mind the fact that they tend to boycott everything. There, we've we've heard multiple times where they're you know they're gonna because um, because Disney Plus puts a warning on the Muppets because there's some 1970s style comedy in there and some stuff that you know at, over the time you know times have changed kind of how we view certain things and it's really a warning on the Muppets it's a it's a yeah it's a, it's like a little might not be super kid friendly right. Because it was, you know, the Muppet Show was later in the evening. There was grown-up humor in there. Yes, it was. And there's some jokes in there um, that you're like, oh, right, yeah, forgot. That's uh, they were they were making a a puppet version of Laugh In is effectively what they were trying to do. And there was some saucy material in there, you know. And having that, you know, in there, which is like, we'll let you know. You know, we're gonna let you know. This is not. This is not Muppet Babies. You're not going to park your kid in front of this, you know, if you're... And, and by the way, most of the time, those warnings... Can I just say for the record, I mean, you and I have been dealing with the idea of cancel culture, um, you know, and having Dee Snyder on the show a couple weeks ago, we, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but effectively, that's what the PMRC was trying to do, was cancel certain kinds of music for, you know, teenagers mm-hmm. to listen to. You're trying to stop this, you know, and and that's been around forever. Like, conservatives fighting against Elvis Presley, you know, he, he was on the Ed Sullivan show. They couldn't even shoot him below the waist. You know, was, are we are we mm-hmm. to say that conservative Republicans canceled, um, you know, Elvis's pelvis? You know what I mean? So, over the years, it's it's not been strange at all, but those warnings... Let's be abundantly clear. Those warnings are not necessarily for Democrats and their children 
who may watch television, be engaged with their children, talk to their children with some regularity, are very open with how the world works and and speak very sort of logically and not in a total grown up sense, but in in an aspirationally intelligent way with your child. You speak with your child a year more mature than they actually are most of the time as a a way to lead them into being more mature about stuff in a healthful way over time. Right. Good parenting. It's not those those warnings aren't for those folks. Those warnings are for right wingers who park their kids in front of a TV set and want it to be the digital babysitter. And then when the kid comes in and says something like, you know, after watching, you know, a Madonna video and goes, you know, what's a virgin? Remember that story? We kept hearing that all the time. Everybody knew a mythical child that wandered in and said, what's a virgin? Like, don't worry about it. We're not Catholic is the answer. But, um, (laughs) you know, because I'm like, you do realize they say that word every weekend in, you know, uh, well, you remember, remember how he said Mary had a virgin birth? Yeah, it's, it's about that. Don't worry about it. What's for dinner? You want some, you know, like calm down. You, you can handle it. It's your child. Speak to them. But the idea was that you could park them in front of it. You could just trust that the TV would just never put anything there that would offend your political or social beliefs and certainly not open your kid's mind to anything beyond what you were trying to construct, this wall around them. And the irony that now that's the, you know, for a long time, Jim Jordan said yesterday in an interview on Fox News, he he said, you know, we're going to, you know, the liberals, I warned the liberals and the Democrats that, you know, first they're going to come for us and then they're going to come for you. Dummy, they already came for us. This is them coming for you. The, the Republicans are behind cancel culture. The first cancel culture was all rock music and video games. Video games cause violence. You know, it's you know, it's Marilyn Manson's fault for Columbine, not the fact these kids had access to, you know, uh, military-grade weaponry at home. It was, you know, it was the PMRC, all that stuff. That, that was the first cancel culture assault. What they're coming for the Republican Party now is that's the coming back around. That's the, you know, that's the whiplash of it. That's the boomerang effect. It's not coming again for Democrats in this regard, you know, in some way. It's, this, is, this is the return of cancel culture where it's coming home to roost. For those guys, because if you're going to shut stuff down, that's normal social interaction and you're going to be draconian about it. Guess what? Uh, The Confederate flag and racist memes and, um, you know, uh, soft winks and nods to sexual assault all the time. That's going to go. And it's not our fault. You can't tell the difference. We'll be back. It's the Houseworks Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Welcome back. Um, you know, um, in, in 2018, when Trump started his whole, um, uh, his whole gathering, you know, his, his uh, what was the, I've now blitzed on the name of the policy, uh, which is, is such a beautiful thing. I don't care so much anymore. His uh, his um, zero tolerance policy, the Stephen Miller zero tolerance policy that they were pushing. Right. Um, before they put that in place um, in 2018, 
How many migrant children, unaccompanied minors, in 2018 alone were they expected to take in at the border? Do you have a... Do you have a general idea? Do you have, Johnny, just, if 96, if 9,600 is a crazy number, what, what were, what was the pace number for, uh, you know, for 2018 without COVID and all the other stuff and dead parents in South American countries and relatives sending the kids up? Leonard's at the border just breaks my heart. I can't even imagine the acceptable number. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't an acceptable number by any means. But uh, considering all the wailing and gnashing of teeth of Peter and the people like him, you would think the number would be less than ninety six hundred. Right. 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 right? That ninety six hundred is the most egregious thing you've ever seen. And there's no way to deal with it. And we never ha- we don't have facilities even to deal with it. We do have facilities to deal with it. And while there's crowding there, there's not overcrowding there. And they are they need people down there to process and put these kids with, you know, uh, you know, in, in foster care or in child services or something while they deal with them. Right. Um, in 2018, the number that they were on check to uh, to to have in detention, relatively permanent detention stuck there. You know what I mean? Because right now it's the backup of getting them out because a lot of them are getting out. But it's this constant rollover. The number was 19,000. Almost 20,000 kids in 2018 alone. Unaccompanied minors at the border in 2018. Um, and that's that's without COVID killing off a bunch of parents or killing off the, the earner parent or or both or, you know, any number of other factors that, you know, asylum seeking parents on their way up getting COVID and dying on the trail, that kind of stuff. All that aside, in 2018... 19,000 unaccompanied minors uh, were going to be in detention, not just crossing the border, because like I said, it's a rotating number, 90, you know, 60 to 90 days. They're getting the the older kids and the younger kids placed and getting them out there. They're going to have 19,000 before the reversal policy that the the zero tolerance policy that the Trump administration did. And keep in mind, they dumped 8,800 kids over the border. Just forgot about them. Just forget it. They're not our problem. Just let here. Here's the gate. Go. Um, and then, uh, you know, we have somewhere in the order of 611 kids who still haven't been replaced with their parents. They had, you know, over 800 missing, flat out gone from the system. No trace of them whatsoever. Um, but please tell me about the Democratic satanic pedivore cabal. Um, I don't remember a Republican um, a Democratic administration disappearing 800 Mexican miners, South American miners, over the course of their presidency in in less than a year, by the way. I don't rem- uh, if there was one, please let me know. If the, sometime during the Kennedy administration or Carter or Clinton, there was a, oh yeah, they had 900 kids, they just couldn't find them. They didn't even bother. Um, you know, uh, 19,000. That was the number in, during Trump 2018, after, you know, a year of his policies. And, and what was his answer? What was his solution? His solution was uh, just uh, just everybody who comes across the border is committing a felony and therefore is no, it would not ever be eligible for citizenship, even if they later make an asylum case and say, I, I deserved asylum and I was underage at the time. This was their attempt to kill DACA. And, and, and we heard, you know, of course, you know, uh, Jim Jordan and others are talking about the, the bills going through to give DACA recipients a path to citizenship and finally codify the DACA bill as the Democrats want to give three million immigrants citizenship. 
that's how they're framing it in their conversation. Um, that, that they will occasionally say three, you know, the Democrats want to give three million immigrants in the country citizenship. That's their that's their way of easing off the lie. So it doesn't, you know, that what they want to infer, you know, or, or allow for the inference thereof. What they want to imply, uh, at, you know, semi accidentally is that the, the Biden administration is going down to the border and going, we, three million, we need three million Mexican and South American immigrants in here to uh, puff up the Democratic numbers for 2022. We're going to send you to cities where we can raise the vote, you know, by making you guys citizens. We're going to give you amnesty in a couple of years in time to guarantee us. For, that's the storyline that's going around in all these places. That's what Peter, you know, is, has been sold. That's what all of that crowd is selling. But for the 9600s, you know, the challenge that's happening at the border, as they like, as they are phrasing it, and the idea that there's an open border, which there is absolutely not. Um, and as a matter of fact, the you know the the ambassador to the southern border that Biden put in place, literally at her press conference, said the border is not open, and in Spanish said the border is not open, and had all their um, the ambassadors for the South American companies telling people on television in those countries the border is not open. What you're being told. Meanwhile. Travel groups and coyotes are putting ads in newspapers saying the American border is open, funded largely by right wingers who are trying to foment this crisis so they can point so they can point to Biden and say it's yeah point to Biden and say it's their fault. Some of the right wingers are in our country. Some of the right wingers are down in their country. They're trying to get out the votes, the voters that would be against them, the pro democracy voters, the pro democracy people. Would leave, you know if they left the country, it makes it way easier to you know codify your dictatorship. So um, let's we got a couple minutes left. Let's grab uh, one last caller um, to get this out. Yeah, Steve and then from we'll, the Gold Coast is up next. Oh, right on. Well, had I known it was Steve, I would have given him a little more time. Hi, Steve. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, I'm ashamed of you, though. I mean, how dare you assume that your voice takes precedence on a show called the Hal Sparks Radio Show? I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's just ridiculous. The idea. Program it's mega it's worldwide, cool. and to dare exactly. say that it's ego based. My God. <laughs> yeah, you know, but hey, it, it's wonderful really, to, to listen to him. You know, because as you said, you know, he throws everything against the wall and they, you know, doesn't give anybody time to respond to anything, hoping he'll just jump to the next topic. And, right. You know, typical Trump-esque style. You know, okay, well, you know, hopefully nobody will notice that I didn't offer up any proof for anything I just said. <laughs> right. That it's easily discredited. But you know, the, the, I, I give, I applaud. That's you what a gish gallop is. On. Right, exactly. Yeah. You let him on, and you know, you let him have his say. He doesn't want to have a conversation. Instead, it's just move on from one thing to another. It, it, it's like a giant QAnon fest of conspiracies yeah. with regard to you know what, what it's about. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, let, let's talk about the kids at the border. No, no, no let's, let's talk about the pedophilia. Uh, okay, and let's, uh, let's move on to the, the, you know the, the Biden. Yeah, uh, Epstein, then dementia, then uh, everything, yeah, exactly. and then end with why do you always bring up Trump, even though everything he said is in, in defense of Trump the entire time. You're like, yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. From, from everything that you heard on Fox this past, or AON this past week, you know, just throwing yes. up against the wall that you heard. But yeah, like I say, I give you credit for taking the call. You know, not everybody would. Yeah. It's, I got to say, uh, Steve, it's, it's tiresome. You know, sometimes it's like today is kind of amusing. Sometimes it's tiresome just because I don't mind answering each of those. You know me. I could do a whole segment on every single one of those 
those things. But what the goal is and what a gish gallop is, and for anybody who doesn't know, it's a debate tactic that actually in a, in a, in a normal world would make you lose. Um, it is where right. you just you, you splat out nine lies in all the time that you have to speak. And the response from the other person, they really are only going to have time in their response to deal with one of the lies with any depth. And in right. a and debate, most of the time, the remain, right. And you're hoping that the remainder of the points that you made are somehow internalized for the people listening. That, oh, well, that, that's that exactly right. Respond to those other right. points. Therefore, they must be valid. No, they're not valid. You know, we can talk about them one by one if you're willing to. But no, you right. can jump to the next topic. You know, but, oh, well. Absolutely. Appreciate <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it, Steve. Thank you so much. We're out of time. Uh, and uh, talk again next time. Uh, every Saturday, we're here on the House Parks Radio program, Mega Worldwide. And I will defend uh, to my the end of my days, Dick Hayes' right to call Peter a racist. <laughs> because... Uh, <laughs> I mean, what what more proof does he need than what Peter says? Um, well, so we'll be back next weekend. Everybody else, uh, you can like and subscribe to the channel and all these things. YouTube, infotainmentwars.com or nudesmax.com. You can go to it. We'll bring you to the website. <laughs> you can like and subscribe there. Twitch.tv slash House Parks. Or please think about becoming a patron. Patreon.com slash House Parks. Stick around. Uh, we'll see you next week.